Warning, the following content that you about to receive is two motherfuckers in here cussing. If your ignorant ass kids and found this fucking podcast and you don't know how to do the parental settings of this shit, that's shame on you as a parent. You gotta do better. Viewer discretion is advised, motherfucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. Hey, what's up, man? This meeting <laughs> is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> did you say that on your end? Yeah, it, it did say that on my end. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Man, nothing much, man. Same old, same old. Uh, just getting used to the new gig. You yes, know. sir. Uh, you know, that's that's pretty much it. That's, that's what's up, man. That's pretty much. What about you? Nothing much, man. Just same thing. Uh, you know, still still working. Uh, yeah. Pretty much talking about not trying to go back to the office. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much decided, man, I ain't trying to be back around all these nasty motherfuckers no more. Because <laughs> flat out, man, these, these cats was nasty pre-pandemic, and you know they're going to be even more nasty after the pandemic. Oh, oh, yeah. They ain't been following restriction rules since the shit started. You know that. You know that. Not Them a- motherfuckers ain't wore no masks. Them motherfuckers been going out doing whatever the hell they want to do. We all know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, you know, cats that was just like, yo, you know, there's a lot of cats that were wearing a mask. They were out here. They were doing their thing. But then you got some of the, the other cats that was trying to out-science the science. <laughs> how you go out? How you going to try to prove some shit that's already been proven? Because because <laughs> because they, they, they out here trying to do their own independent research. So they, <laughs> they basically left it out. Like, there was, there was one cat. I going to say no names, of course. But uh, <laughs> he was such a COVID denier that he let his kids go to a party that was full of kids that had Rona. The kid got Rona, gave him Rona. And then he wrote a blog about how Rona wasn't really that bad, but it was bad. What? (laughs) (laughs) But like, but not only that though, like not only the, you know, just the the hygiene and all that or the coughing, but we talking about like hygiene. Right. Like cats have been working in their own house without showering, without washing their face, without washing nothing. Brushing their teeth. Brushing their teeth for 16 months. Do you really think (laughs) <laughs> At the moment the office opened back up, they just gonna be out here just yeah, office back open. I'm about to wash it. No, they are not. Hey. Some of cats wasn't good at it before, so they was up in there stanking, and we got to sit next to each other <laughs> and all that. Nah, bro, I'm staying at the crib. Hey, people at Super Ultra Mega Pro Cody, you motherfuckers is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> We won't, and after we take Lex Luger and the child, we want the gold sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. For you, nigga. For you, nigga. We take what we want. We the realest and the best. We want the gold sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. We take what we want. We the realest and the best. We want the gold sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. We take what we want. We the realest in the business. We want to go suck. Hulk Hogan! We coming for you, no. We take what we want. We the realest in the business. 
We won't go suck Hulk Hogan! We come for you, no come for you Somebody off camera was like, that R number A T D underscore R. I mean, who the hell is that? Is that black question mark? <laughs> the black question mark. <laughs> and well, shout out to the black question mark. Yes. Uh, yes. Wonderful endeavors. We'll just say that. <laughs> I was gonna say black we'll question mark. Black question mark moved parts unknown, man. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally the parts unknown, man. Yeah. Shout out to Black Question Mark for that. Man, but we got to start off this episode, man. We got a lot of listener comments, questions, and all oh, that. Cool. So we're about to go go ahead and get into it, man. Let's start Let's out. Let's man. go. We got a lot of love from the New Jack episode. Okay. So shout out to yeah. shout out to Mill Ticket, who said, uh, appreciate the New Jack tribute show. He got hip to him from Beyond the Mat and listened and watched his stuff afterwards. So shout out to Mill Ticket with that one. Mill Ticket! What's up, yes, bro? Sir. Yes, sir. Also, shout out to Lee's Roy on YouTube. He's, he's been a commenter a few times. Okay. He said, respect to you all for this New Jack tribute. That dude was the MF Doom of hardcore wrestling. That's a good analogy there. Man. <laughs> it really man. is, man. And you know what? That's the second time somebody has compared anything that we've done on this podcast to MF Doom. Right. And I've never <laughs> been so honored in my life. <laughs> That's a hell of an honor, man. <laughs> man, man, for real, for real. This shit, uh, this podcast, brew, dude, this shit came from us on the damn football field talking about wrestling, all kinds of crazy shit, having our own, we, we, this was before podcasts even thought of, and it, we just decided to do a podcast because of the damn pandemic. So all y'all listening, uh, fans and detractors, we appreciate y'all, man. We really do. Yes, sir. Yes. Well, we, we, we can't forget B-Train. <laughs> it wasn't for B-Train. We might not be doing a podcast <laughs> if, it not, if it wasn't Be for the if it wasn't for you and, and you getting in the damn NXT and, and Paul Heyman telling you you had a curfew 
Hey, you wait a minute. Ty, hold up. This grown ass man is <laughs> getting told from Paul Heyman that he can't go outside his room at a certain time. Are you serious? Are you serious? Why would Paul Heyman of all people care? <laughs> we talking about the dude who created ECW. Do you think the dude who created ECW would care mm. if you were outside of your room going down the care. hall getting some ice? If you care. were out, if you were down, in, even if you were down in the bar uh, drinking some warm milks, because I know right. you probably were out there drinking warm milks. Paul Heyman don't care. Betray, he don't man. care. Betray, man. Just, just the gig is up, man. Just tell us if it was bullshit. If it's bullshit, <laughs> man. Just let us know, man. For real. Get on the show. We coming for you, cast at gmail.com. Betray from Kansas City. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll put it out there. Kansas City. Just let us know if that was bullshit. And, oh, pro wrestlers from Kansas City. And y'all know who y'all are. Yep. And y'all, some of y'all traveled with him. Let us yep. know if he was full of shit. I just thought of something crazy. <laughs> so I got to see if I can find this video again. But remember, I sent you that video of B-Train singing Mariah Carey on YouTube. Oh. I ain't gonna put his face in it, oh. but I need to just throw that, throw that clip, audio clip in right here. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I can find it. Because if I find oh, it, oh no, <laughs> I don't even remember how I found that. Oh I, my god, I don't remember. I think I think because I was looking at Super Ultra Mega Pro Wrestling. They uh, they knew that he was associated with it, so it came up in my uh in my recommended videos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check this out. So we got uh, a couple more comments on the New Jack episode. Shout out to Ricky Smooth, frequent commenter, and also also has more comments uh, that that we're gonna go over today. All right, uh, but Ricky Smooth said, I think for me the biggest moment of insight into New Jack was when he said he didn't throw Rick Grimes off the scaffolding because he landed on his head. He threw him because Vic Grimes never checked on him. Yeah. So yep. and that tells you all that you need to know about New Jack. We, it, it and we does. said that on the show. It, it does. Uh, again, we don't condone any of the actions that New Jack does. <laughs> Would we do it? No. <laughs> Let's no. Put it out there now. Uh, hey, man, New Jack was really that dude, man. He didn't take no shit. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I don't know any other way to say it. He didn't take no shit. That's it. I mean, <laughs> you know, hey. You don't, you don't, you don't not follow protocol for a dude like that. Nope. Wrestling protocol is you hurt somebody, you check to make sure they okay. Yep. New Jack is the one dude you don't, don't do, do that with. Yeah, because he gonna finish it one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> so we got one comment. Now it wasn't about the episode, but around my way on YouTube said, Oh. Never liked dude talking about New Jack. He upheld every stereotype about being black in America. Now you knew it had to be one. Yeah, you knew it had yeah, to be yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, I respect. I mean, that's how he felt. That's how he felt. Uh, uh, I think New Jack. That's the the character New Jack and uh, Jerome Young are one and the same. That's who he was. I mean, yep. wasn't a, it's not a stereotype if that's who the fuck you are. I know people who are like that. It ain't no stereotype. <laughs> That's who the fuck they are. That's who they are. You can't, right. you can't change at a certain point. You can't change who they are. It, right. Period. I, hey, I respect your opinion, man. Every, it ain't a cup of tea for everybody. And I respect the fact that you feel like that was a stereotype. But I don't think that New Jack was the type of dude that was going to play the game of changing himself 
right. to fucking put asses in seats so to get us to watch. He was right. who he was. Period. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, and then you either watched him or you didn't. Exactly. Right. Right. And and you know, he he summed that up in the Dark Side of the Ring episode for when he wanted his legacy to be. He was just like, I don't care. I don't care if shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, and, I agree, man. You know, like yeah, I don't I, like again, again. I don't agree with with everything New Jack has done. I don't. Right. I, I'm telling you that right now. Like the you know, but his contributions to pro wrestling are a bit. Uh, they're not. I don't think he gets the the props that he deserved. Like what we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, if you really sit back and kind of look at all of all of what happened prior before the gangsters and then what, what happened literally right after that, maybe five right. or six years after that, yep. New Jack did it first. So yep. honestly. So for all you motherfuckers that's still out here giving the man we should not be named that wanted to choke people out and shit, uh his props in the ring. If you're gonna live by that aspect, give New Back New Jack the same damn respect. And he didn't exactly. do he did. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and I'll say this about, uh, you know, being a stereotype, man, like, you know, we talk about this all the time about pro wrestling, you know, being big on stereotypes, big on all of these things. But at the end of the day, pro wrestling is about characters. Right. right? And honestly, one of the biggest things that I respect about New Jack is that he owned yep. his character. Yeah. You know, like, hey, look, Jim Cornette might have said, here's what the storyline is. But New Jack ran with it. New Jack yeah. developed his own character. It wasn't Jim Cornette or Paul Heyman or Vince McMahon telling him how to be him, how right. to be black. It was right. New Jack dictating that himself. Right. So at the end of the day, if we're looking at, at characters of pro wrestling, if characters are going to be stereotypical, hey, man, let that man own it. Let right. that man own it. And now, you know, his wife, his family, they are continually getting paid off of his likeness to this day because Vince don't own it. Jim Cornette don't own it. Don't nobody own it but his family and his legacy. Right. And that's good, man. That's good. Again, RIP New Jack, man. We wanted you on the show, man. We guess we just missed that. We missed that boat a little, little too, too. You got took off. You took off without us, man. But uh, yeah, RIP, big dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so moving on, we're going to stay within the blackness of uh, pro wrestling. But uh, some episodes back, I think it was on the uh, the, the Brandy Rose, uh, you know, uh, Question of Brandy Rose Blackness is Whack episode. We coming for you fans. We coming for you fans. Y'all still on that? Y'all, we, no, are we no, still so check this out. So check okay. it out. This is a good one. This is a good one, though. Okay. Because, again, Ricky Smooth. Okay, Ricky Smooth. Ricky, like we, we said in that episode, we don't think anybody has ever said heifer in, in, in a pro wrestling, uh, uh, a pro wrestling ring, right? Somebody yeah. else came back and said, Butch Reed, yep, called somebody a heifer in the ring. Somebody else did too. Nah, the homie Ricky Smooth found the clip. Yes, Butch Reed calling somebody a heifer in the ring. So, to set the stage, this is in Miss South Pro Wrestling. Um, this is this had to be one of the most racially charged angles in mid-south is during the same uh time ongoing storyline with rick flair uh yeah. calling butch reed a big monkey oh okay all right yeah, yeah. right so right. butch reed confronts dick slater about a twenty-five thousand dollar bounty that rick flair put on his head to injure him so rick flair put a bounty on on butch reed for somebody right. to hurt him right uh so he would not have to defend the nwa uh, world title against him so uh, while he's at it, 
while Butch Reed is at it, he has some choice words for a lady by the name of Dark Journey. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lady by the name of Dark Journey. So as we see this uh, right about now-ish. You hear that, right? Time limit. You hear that? Yeah, I hear that. All right, the red corner, Mr. Unpredictable Dick Slater. Yeah, this definitely about to be And across the ring (laughs) in the blue corner, dressed in blue, Steve Dahl. One fall, 10-minute time limit, your referee, Carl Fergie. Oh! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now you got $25,000 for me, sucker! Huh? Damn, it's already better than the first five minutes of Monday Night Raw. Hell yeah. (laughs) And let me tell you something, girl. I'm black, and I'm proud of it, you hear me? I know what I am. The trouble is, you don't know who you are. You trying to be something that you ain't. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You trying to be something that you not. Oh! Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. What do you think it is so I can talk? Let me tell you something, heifer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. Black men don't treat women like white men when it comes to slapping on them. So let me tell you this one thing, trap. (laughs) When you put your hands on me again, I'm gonna knock you smooth out. Now let me tell you something, backjumper. Let me tell you something, backjumper, Slater. You got $25,000 to take out on my head. I'm gonna give you a chance to make your money, sucker. I'm gonna turn my back on you, and you backjump me when I walk away. Take your best shot, boy. Woo! <laughs> this, wait a minute. This first five minutes of this video is better than fucking Monday Night Raw now. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly, exactly. Why? Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on, wait a minute, Butchery. Just wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to tell you something right now. The $25,000 that I got from Ric Flair to the North American Heavyweight Champion, I gave him the money back. I don't want anything to do with you. Right, right, right. I don't want anything to do with Ric Flair. You all can beat beat each other to death. As far as I'm concerned, you can win the world heavyweight title. Hey, hey, let me tell you something, Slater. You a lie, and you full of something I can't say on TV. (laughs) I'm going to tell you this. This is the best shot you're going to get all night. So you better take it right now. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is one explosive situation. Oh, man. Look at Slater. Yeah. That's dope right there, man. That's some old man. Hey, man. Who found that? Ricky Smooth found that? Ricky Smooth found that. Hey, Ricky Smooth, shout out to you, dude. And what's the week coming for you, Cash Shirts, coming out? You get one, you just gotta pay for the shipping. Exactly. You're right, right. That's what we said. You just gotta pay for shipping. That's all. That's not, I'm pretty sure that's what we said last time. You just gotta pay for shipping. <laughs> so we got you. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, like you said, man, the 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 three, five minutes, three to five minutes that was in that video was way better than yeah. Monday Night Raw right now. Come on, man. What the hell is going on with that? I know 
Again, Ricky Smooth, appreciate it. But what the yep. hell is going on? It's time for another one of these. It's time Uh-oh. for another one of these. Uh-oh. Rated RS. <laughs> what in the hell is going on with Monday Night Raw? Are you kidding? <laughs> I, can't, I, do, I don't watch it. It's, I can't. I've YouTubed it. I watch it on YouTube. It's, it's trash. It's trash. Who watches this? It's, it's so bad, people. It's so bad. Paul Heyman is throwing shade on it on Talking Smack. Yep. The damn story is trash. What the hell are they doing over there, man? Yeah. I mean, it's not, what are they doing? What are they doing? Are they really? What, what, what the fuck? Hey, man, I haven't watched a full episode. Man, you, as a matter of fact, I haven't watched any part of Monday Night Raw except for what they put on Instagram in probably like a year and a half. Dude. Probably a year and a half. Like, it's, it's, it's but number one, number one, it's three hours long right yeah if, yeah if it's gonna be three hours long you would expect it not to be so terrible <laughs> right. at, at the very least that's, that's the bar the bar is at yo it shouldn't be bad i should be able i should want to watch the hour and a half of actual content and probably the hour and a half of commercials and be okay with that Dude, it's if bad. it's actually good because the bad part the bad part is too so I went to KC this past weekend. Right. And shout, shout out to my homies at KC. Shout out, shout out to my homies that got engaged. Uh, uh, Tony and Yamel. Shout out to okay. them. They got engaged this weekend. But um, do, throughout the weekend, like a lot of people have been watching the uh, A&E biographies of, of uh, folks in WWE, right? And yep. the Hidden Treasures joint. The one thing, as I'm sitting down and talking to my homies that ain't watching no more, the one thing that they all have in common is just like, yo, when WWE was good, it was it was a few things. It was funny. Mm-hmm. It was you know like intense, and it was popular. Yeah, WWE is none of those things right now. No, not at all. Not and on that's USA. why it's trash. Not on USA. They get they're doing some things right on SmackDown. I gotta give them that. But Absolutely. On, but Monday Absolutely. Night Raw is not good, bro. Like when the NFL season comes back around, they ass in trouble. I'm not why I do. We might see we, Raw. I think if they don't get their shit together over there, I don't. They might see some of the lowest ratings they probably have ever seen. So I, I, I think. I, so part of the problem with WWE is the fact, and and this is the thing that they're marketing themselves on, and like they kind of making a business deals on and stuff like that is the fact that, for the most part, the WWE slash pro wrestling audience will watch Monday Night Raw regardless right so the people like the the as the ratings dwindle down you're gonna get to a point i feel like you're gonna get to a point where they just kind of level off they might level they might level off in the point in the point twos in the point threes maybe even the point ones but you have that contingent of fans that are going to watch regardless but how do you watch like okay so at a particular point i thought i was one of those people but i cannot sit here and watch this shit for three hours i yes. i literally can do something else more productive in my life yep. than to sit here and it's not good bro. prime example like i just said i could i could there's three hours of my life that this there's monday night raw on a monday there's three yep. i sat and watched the snyder's cut of the justice league and that son of a bitch <laughs> was four hours long and do you think there was something else i could have done Yes, yes, there was. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at a certain point of that movie, it got really good, and I was interested. 
Mm-hmm. There is nothing besides, bes- really besides the hurt bit with Bobby Lashley and MVP that exactly. I really give a damn about. Like I exactly. don't like like and and that, and that is that's borderline in my opinion because I'm tired of seeing him fight Drew McIntyre for like the umpteen time. Exactly. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh. And honestly, that's the part on that's the part of Raw that I watch on Instagram. Right. When and Bobby Lashley come out with 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 with, with the VIP lounge. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the VIP for the, lounge. For the uh, <laughs> yes. Right. I'm like that. That's the only thing I watch. That's right. it. Right. Right. You know. You know. You know. I had an idea and I put it in the groupie chat, but I'm gonna make it public, y'all. But what they need to do with Bobby Lashley? You know, I know everybody. Y'all, know, if if you're paying attention right now to social media right now, you know, and and everything else is going on to Instagram. You know, there's one by the name of Kevin Samuels who's really popular right now. Wouldn't it be funny to just some shit going on with Bobby Lashley since he's the champion? Wouldn't it be funny if Bobby Lashley had like a skit where he would do the Kevin Samuels shit and have people call in? And, and since he, we call him, we call Bobby Lashley the king of white women. And then he'll have like random black women call in. Like if you imagine like, okay, so like Nia Jax called in and he comes and talks about about you know, her, you know what I'm saying? Wouldn't that shit be funny? No, 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 no. You can't over talk me. You can't, I will shut this shit up. Get them likes up. You know, shit like that. Like Bobby Lashley get talk about. You know, what, what you, I'm not gonna give him the Kevin Samuels. <laughs> but if you want to know Kevin Samuels, could you imagine if they did that shit with Bobby Lashley and he had random women calling in and he would be fucking treating them like shit? <laughs> the, the the simple fact, the simple fact that this is more than likely crossed no one's mind <laughs> right. in WWE that that nobody is that plugged in to to culture that they didn't say at least I don't. Even if it ain't Bobby Lashley, somebody black, somebody, somebody black need to be on the show. They can even, you know what? They can even bring on our truth and make it really fucking ridiculous and just make him say the most ridiculous shit. Put him in a suit and he'd be sitting there with the little, with the little, uh, with the little thing that go back and forth, the little thing that spin around. And, and he got the little soundboard. He presses different sound effects and shit, dog. If anyone from WWE is listening, you all need to find somebody to to do a Kevin Samuels parody in there, and yes. I, I it would be some funny shit. But but get somebody who knows what they're talking about with it. Exactly, like don't get somebody exactly. they don't know. Like they're gonna look at Kevin Samuels one time. And say, okay, I got it. No, this motherfucker has to be religiously watching it and know what he's saying. <laughs> get them likes up. Get them likes up. Because <laughs> again, in Attitude Era, they would have done that. Oh, they would have did that shit. They, they would have did that. It. They would have did that, <laughs> which 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 is also crazy because if you think about the era that we're in right now, like the Attitude Era, they were just like, "Yo, we want to be like Jerry Springer. Yeah, we want to be like all these crazy Fear Factor, all these yep. other shows." The fact that they're not tuned in to memes mm-hmm. and tuned into like what's going on on yeah. YouTube and all the stuff like it to me that's a no brainer. Yeah, like wrestling. Pro wrestling has always yep. been about parodying and 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 latching on to pop culture. That's why yep. you had wrestling matches with damn Freddy Krueger versus Jason, or in <laughs> WWF we showed it we showed it a few episodes ago with the wrestling Ninja Turtles and RoboCop, <laughs> RoboCop on WCW. Oh wait a minute, I forgot about the wrestling Ninja Turtles. Yes, we showed the wrestling Ninja Turtles from Texas. <laughs> Oh God! 
I don't, even, I don't know how we made it through that. <laughs> I don't think we did. I think that was the end of the show. But we gave and we gave them the award. But oh, the, fact, the fact that you don't have somebody at WWE that's just like, hey, one of the writers just like, you know what? We need to do that. Otis, Otis need to be somebody from a meme. Yeah. Flat out. He need yeah. to be somebody from a meme or yep. just like looking around like, hey, they need to be uh <laughs> something. Easy. Easy. Come on, man. But, but at the end of the day, we know who signs off on that shit, and we know he is not looking at that. I, you know, at this point now, man, I think he's just trying to find a way out. I, yeah. I, I, well, oh, I, that was the thing. That, so that was the thing I was going to mention. So with the built-in audience, the thing that they've been predicating a lot of their business deals off of recently is the fact that pro wrestling, or, or WWE really, has a built-in audience. You know what I'm saying? It has a built-in, consistent audience. So not, you know, it ain't the sixes and all that that it was in the Attitude Era. But really, you know, a lot of people ain't getting ratings like that no more. That's true. But, but what they took but what they took the Fox and what they took the Peacock was, hey, especially Peacock. Because Peacock yeah. really didn't have a, a shit ton of subscribers when they started up. And they was like, look, we have... Uh, would, I don't remember the number, but it's like we have like 1.9 million people who watch all of our television shows every week. Right. Peacock is like, oh, hell yeah. Here, here check. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it was like, and they all subscribe to the network. Right. Well, a million people didn't subscribe to the network, but they were just like, yo, you got NBC shows, right? Watch Saturday Night Live. There's probably some cross section of people that used to watch wrestling that will because right. I got old wrestling on it. And it's just right. Like, That's true. Here, here are Billy. Here's, here's a billion dollars. Cool. Right. Right, right. Yeah, well, he he owned all the damn tape library just about. So makes sense if you get him a fucking a billion dollars just off of some tape library. Well, yeah, here you go. And then my content, just, what what I got now. Yeah, here you go. Take it. Right, and I ain't editing none of it. Uh, none of it. Y'all, 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 y'all edit and it. then run out the room before they realize they got to edit like three fourths of it. <laughs> Um, so speaking of editing three fourths of uh, of WWE content, um, Dark Scribe has a few questions for the podcast. Sure. Dark Scribe, uh, what's up, Dark Scribe? Before said, uh, uh, do so. He says, uh, oh, has some more questions for our great podcast. So thank you, thank you for us you. out for our great podcast. Uh, <laughs> but his question is, so what really happened with Velveteen Dream, and does he deserve? A second chance. Okay. So, <laughs> I, so fu- the funny thing is, is that I've, I've, I've watched Velveteen Dream since kind of his beginnings in WWE. Yeah. Uh, I've actually interacted with him on Twitter uh, when he was on Tough Enough. Uh, yeah. uh, so just so, kind of trying to see the humble beginnings of where he's coming from, I, I thought that the stars was the limit. I mean, the sky was the limit for this guy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, once he got that, he was Patrick Clark. You know, he studied the business, had a great look, a good, good, good body style, body style, uh, great wrestler, great worker, could can talk. All he needed was a character. Boom, found it. One of the best, probably one of the best and most different characters you've probably seen outside of, for us, a shack value of like a gold dust at the time. That's right. what it was. This was like he was Prince, basically. Yeah. No one's right. ever done that, and he took it yeah. to the head. Right. Um. I don't know, man. It's an. It's unfortunate about what the news that we heard about him, and I haven't. I read what I read, saw what I saw. Uh. 
man, I guess the only thing you can just say is when certain situations like that, you just got to be smarter than than what you're doing, man. Like, exactly. Got to be smart. Yes. Um, I'm not trying to hear the place blame on, on nobody in, in anything like that. Uh, unless the because I don't have all the facts. If I know all the facts, then yeah, I can you know give you an award or do a rated R rent. But I don't have all the <laughs> I don't have all the facts. RBS might, but from what I saw, that wasn't smart, man. You right. your career. I mean, we know we don't know what was really going on backstage with him trying to do, you know doing whatever. I mean, I know they still had him on NXT, you know, and I know right. so that basically means they had some type of confidence in him. Right. Uh, but the, the shit that you got into it just wasn't smart. It's kind of like the same with uh, when they let the air out of the tires for uh, 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 Enzo Amore. That yep. shit he got into. Plus, yep. on top of the fact that, you know, he thought he was big shit in the locker room, which is what I heard. I'm not saying that. I thought he was cool. I, yeah. I don't know the real him, but with the shit he got into, yeah. just got him in a bigger fucking web, you know? And at some like you. When you these high profile athletes and stuff, man, sometimes you just got to be smarter than what you're doing. I, you know, again, I'm not in your shoes and I get all of that, but at a certain right. point, you just got to be smart, you know. Yep, 100, man. That's 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 what I take away from it as well. Um, he posted after he got released. He posted a big long uh, Instagram post or whatever it was uh, about what happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? So basically, the long the the TLDR long story short of it is. He had been helping out. Basically, he opened his DMs, mistake number one. Right. Uh, but he was actually out talking to people. From, from his from his side of it, he said that he was talking to people who wanted to be pro wrestlers okay. and trying to give them advice and help them out. And that's noble. I respect that. that. That's, yeah. that's, that's fine. Right. When it, gets into, when it gets into the murky territory is he even admitted when he would be talking about people's body types and mm-hmm. shit like that, it was mm-hmm. based on, you know, building up for pro wrestling, blah, 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 blah. In his words, basically the people that were, that, that, that he was sending messages to, you know, t- cut up some of his messages, twisted up what he was saying. Yeah, he was. I think we played it on the show where, where he, where he actually sent the voice message to this, this, you know, young guy. And right. he was just like, yo, he twisted it up, blah, 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 blah. Whatever, man. At the end of the day, you can't do that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, we listened, we listened to, we just talked about this with, with New Jack, with mm-hmm. when he was talking, when he was mad at Balls Mahoney and him and Balls Mahoney almost came to blows on an interview mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he told him, hey, man, you are out here with these marks too heavy. You out here with these fans too heavy. You are yep. a star. You cannot. Yeah. You yeah. cannot good, good, do certain good things point. anymore. Good point. Good point. So I, you know, does he deserve a second chance? I don't know, man. You know, now, now it's, it's in the court of public opinion or the court of uh, Vince McMahon slash Triple H, man. Only yeah, they man. can decide, and yeah. only they can decide if they are willing, if if his talent and his ability to follow a gimmick is worth the PR hit at this right. point. Um. I will see, man. I'm all for somebody making comeback stories. And I don't want to believe that shit, you know, that, that, that people twisting it out to be. But uh, Patrick Clark, man, just to tell you, just, just off the top of my head, I'm just off the cuff, man. So there's an old saying, old saying, if there's something that you're good at, don't give it away for free. I'm going to leave this at, bro. 100%. I get, there you go. I got to get you want to help people. But at a certain point, when you reach a certain level, you know the struggles that you went through and the hardship that you had to go through. 
at some point somebody's gonna have to go that same road. Yep. And you can't really help them. Exactly. So. Yep. 100 percent So we're gonna move in to we and gonna, hold up uh, all you damn uh indie stars get pissy at me. No, I I'm not trying, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, like, don't get mad at me, don't shoot the messenger. At a certain point, you at a certain point, you know, these stars look out for themselves. That's why you have certain stars that are in WWE now. And yep. that's where they are, where they are. Just saying. And that's just saying in wrestling. That's in fucking United. That's in America. We right. live in a capitalistic society. That is right. how you succeed. That is how you survive. Right. Think I'm bullshitting. Yeah. Well, I mean, if anybody, if any, especially any indie wrestlers or anybody like that get mad at you, they haven't learned the game yet. And, hey, man, you're going to learn. You're going to learn flat out. Like, that's, get look, look, you are, you are an independent Dude, contractor. Hey, and I'm not trying to, and, and hell, I, I'm not trying to disrespect you by saying that. I know, I ain't, like I said, the only time I've been in a goddamn ring was at fucking uh, uh, Fan Fest. So I haven't, <laughs> I haven't took a bump a day in my life. But I do know a little bit about this thing called life. And uh, a lot of y'all think I'm a little bit older and more experienced in life than I am than you. So kind of been through some shit. <laughs> Not saying it is. Bad, but I think I lived a little bit longer. <laughs> right, exactly. So moving on to this last comment. So uh, this was on uh, the episode. I think this might be on a mailbag episode. Okay. Um, but Lady Baconator, Lady Baconator came back and made it left a comment and lady baconator said uh so so this was uh in response to you know rated r's critique of oscar and her character uh-huh. lady baconator said and, you know I, rated r was just basically like hey i like what i like you know don't get mad at me for like what i like and it's hey. ain't nothing racial this ain't nothing cultural no i like i like what i like it's not it wasn't the, the her the her yelling and the you know we we talked about that it's not my cup of tea yeah I, right. the, i'm not knocking what anything oscar has done in her career or what she's doing now she's phenomenal i'm not knocking asian culture at all i cannot knock a minority when i'm one my fucking self i'm right. not gonna i'm not i'm not i'm not i didn't say any of that but continue yes yeah, so lady baconator said i would like to make it clear that i did not mean to insult you Okay. for not liking Oscar's broken English. I thought that you were mocking her, but I was no. wrong and I will, will admit to being wrong. All it right. was not intended as an attack on preference. I just see wrestling fans be prejudiced toward foreign wrestlers like Oscar and That's Andrade true. just because they don't speak perfect English and it led to my judgment to be clouded. It wasn't fair to you guys and I apologize for it. An apology on, on from YouTube. <laughs> it's gotta be a purpose. Yeah. A lady baconary, lady baconary apology accepted. I appreciate that. Uh, it takes uh, uh, an adult to do that. I don't even know what your age is, but I appreciate your apology and thank you for understanding where I was coming from as well, too. And I'm sorry if what I said came across. It seemed like it came came off that way. We cool. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, we cool, man. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, we come for you, Cass community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. that we can hash things out. Yeah, and just be like, hey, just. Ah, we are, we are all one. Let's let's get out here and watch wrestling and kick it together, man. That's, yep. that's 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 a good thing, man. So let's get into this news. So we got a ton of news, man. So first of all, I want to say uh, shout out to Leo Rush, man. Leo Rush just recently announced his retirement yeah. from professional wrestling, man. Yeah, 
right after right after debuting on AEW. <laughs> AEW. <laughs> so wait, so did he sign a contract and say, "Yeah, I'm done"? <laughs> no. So so apparently, so apparently, what happened is, okay, he was under contract with New Japan. He is under contract with New Japan, right? Okay. Uh, you know, New Japan and AEW are trading trading folks back and forth. Basically, when he came out on Double or Nothing, so Double Double or Nothing usually has uh, the Casino Battle Royal. Okay. And you know the rule. It's 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 a it's a dope concept on dope take on the battle royal. Basically, what they do is they have um, every wrestler in the battle royal draw a card, like okay. a, like a like a good from a deck of cards. Whichever suit that card is in, that determines what order they come out. Okay. The, and like all of all of them come out. They don't come out at one time. They come out like one after another. But they basically come out in a group. Right. So it's like. On the screen, they randomly, quote unquote, pick a suit, and okay. basically everybody that has that suit comes out. But they have one card, which is the Joker, and the Joker is usually just somebody who ain't in AEW. You know, well, I mean, they've only had three of them so far. Right. But so far, it was like Matt Seidel was it one year. I can't remember who was the first one. Right. Uh, but yeah, Leo Rush was that. So uh, according to Tony Khan, him and Leo Rush had a handshake deal. Basically, they were working out the details of him coming over full time uh, either in the battle Royal or before it Leo rush got hurt. Oh, uh, okay. So he actually, he actually, uh, I like, I had a, like a shoulder slash collarbone injury. Basically right. his shoulder was completely detached from his like collarbone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's basically his retirement on the fact that he, I mean, he's still a young, he's, he's a kid, man. He's like 22 years old. Number right. One. Uh, and he was basically saying, you know, he has two young kids. He just got married. Um, and at the end of the day, he's still in the end, quote unquote, indies. You know, I don't right. think New Japan got no insurance or nothing like that. But he was just right. like, yo, other than he still has some contractual dates with New Japan. When he heals up, he's going to do that. And then he's done with wrestling, you okay. know, just to preserve his body, to preserve his mind and really focus in. And apparently he saved his money. Good. So Good for him. He's just yeah. like, yo, go. be here for horse family, man. What you got on yeah. that? Yeah. No, shout out to you, man. You got in, did what you need to do and get on out. I hate it's unfortunate that you got hurt. Um, because yeah. I could have seen you doing some big things for uh for AEW. Yeah. Now, when you was on motherfucking Monday Night Raw and doing this shit with Lashley, that shit was cool. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like exactly. He, I, he, I think they dropped the ball with that cat, minus the fact. What what was the story of why he left? Wasn't it something else? Uh, another reason? Yeah. So, so part of the story was like, because he was like a rookie, because he was young, it was supposed to be like a, the whole pay your dues thing. Okay. And he was just basically like, nah, I ain't about to do that. And he got into it with Mark Henry. Uh, that, you know, Mark right. Henry, Mark Henry right. was like, hey, man, you know, you got to do X, Y, and Z. That's just what it is. And right. uh, Leo Rush, you know, was just like, again. Again, being a young dude, I mean, we gave a. That's why we, we talked about it. We, we talked, talked about it on this show. We were just like, Leo, man, you can't be talking to Mark Henry like that. He'll beat your ass. But again, <laughs> <laughs> again, we talked about it at the time. He's like, I mean, he might be, he might actually be like 24, 25 now. So I think he was like 22 at that time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like young, young kid, man. Yeah, I, that's right. We did. We did a whole segment about that. And did. I think apparently him and Mark, Mark Henry, uh, actually settled it uh, at AEW because they, they you know, settled, they settled it backstage, which was yep. going to be in. We probably going to talk about it in the news, but Mark Henry is in AEW now, guys. Exactly, uh, exactly. as an announcer. And they, I, I think they, they, I thought, I think uh, Leo Rush said that they talked it out. 
you know, right. they, they got they settled their differences. So both both Leo and Mark confirmed that they yep. they hashed it out. So yep. that was good. I'm 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 at least glad that they did that on his way out yeah. of the business. Yeah. Honestly, man, I think especially with Leo Rush's mic skills, I think he could probably come back if he wanted to do commentary, if he oh, wanted yeah. to be a manager, if he wanted to do the full time like manager role like he did for yeah. Lashley. I think sure. he could easily do that. Easy. Man, I you know, I I started watching Leo Rush at Ring of Honor. Okay. When you know and like he was he was a legit like teenager back then, but he was right. cold. Right. He was cold at Ring of Honor. I, I think I told y'all on the group me like y'all gotta watch out for this dude Leo Rush. He's gonna be you know the next dude. So for me it hurts because I've been a fan of his for a while. But right. he he also has other things going. He got he got the music going. Um, he was just on, um, uh, what was it? I think like one of them MTV challenge shows. Oh, okay. This basically, basically this cat, he, he could write his own ticket and I could see him, you know, leaving wrestling, going into maybe acting or doing like more challenges or stuff like that. Right. Reality TV, right. whatever, man. But I, you know what? I've never asked you this. I'm going to ask yeah. this. What is your opinion or how do you feel about Pro wrestlers making a foundation name or brand of themselves, making themselves a brand, and then reaching mm-hmm. out and, and dominating other avenues. And of course, we got The Rock. Of course, we got Batista now. Cena's on that same train. Hogan ass did it. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about it? I've never, I've never asked you that. Like that's like, a good question. Yeah, we never talked about that. <laughs> man, I like it, man. Okay, I I am not mad at it. One hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Especially because of how difficult wrestling is. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, because of the toll that it has on people's bodies. I know that, you know, people, you know, pro wrestlers always talk about loving pro wrestling. And Eddie Kingston actually just got in a little bit of trouble uh, for this because he went on, uh, he went on a podcast and basically said, yo, y'all like basically talking about the WWE Performance Center, like y'all bringing in all these people who did other things and bring them into pro wrestling and they don't have a love for it or whatever. And he was like, yo, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. I had a, I had a good ass union job and left that to come pro wrestling. He was like, yo, I was making 50, 60, $70 an hour in my union job. And I left it to come pro be a pro wrestler with all the, you know, struggle and all of that into it. And, you know, I, you know, this is basically giving a critique of that. And then people jumped on him. He was like, look, man, hey, you can say whatever you want. But at the end of the day, man, pro wrestling is a business. Yep. It, it's number one, it's show business. Yes. Show business. Yep. It's only natural. I think I think most pro wrestlers, especially, you know, anybody that say that they love pro wrestling, they love show business. Right. You know, so they're entertainers. Yeah, they want to go entertain. If they yep. can't wrestle no more, they're gonna go be in a movie. If yep. they so, and a lot of these cats are just making the jump on the can't wrestle no more. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It, it, you know, in my opinion, what you think about it? I'm all for trying to make a brand for yourself and uh, you know branch out. You know, it's kind of like you know NFL running backs. Yep. Um, NFL players, man, uh, you only got so many numbers on your bump card. And I'm talking mm-hmm. like I know about it. I, I don't. But this is a physically taxing sports or activity that you're doing over half the year, over three-fourths right. of the year. You're never at yep. home. You, you may, you're on the – well, now you're about to get back on the road. At first, you was just back and forth at the, the Thunderdome. But right. uh, <laughs> it's, it's a taxing and a, and a hard thing to do. 
uh, and it's been a lot. I'm, I'm sure the, a lot of these, you know, newer superstars now have seen some of the old Grizzled vets where, you know, wrestling was all they had after that. And that was it. Yep. And they've learned from those mistakes. That's why you're seeing a lot of these cats come in with high level degrees. I'm a PhD. Right. I'm sorry. That's another Kevin Samuels reference. I'm sorry. Y'all. <laughs> no, 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 but no, they coming in with degrees. They have plan B's and plan C's and, on you know having their own. Hey, shout, they, shout, shout out to Brit. Shout out to Britt Baker, current AEW Women's Champion, who go home during the week and is an actual dentist. Yeah, that I can yeah. get on my insurance. No, like dude, same I'm, thing. I'm nah, I'm not you in this thing called life. Now you gotta have a backup plan for us. Your finances yep. now you have right. to. You have yep. to. Uh, and, that, and they're just doing the right thing. Like if you, you know you you believe in your brand, you can build yourself up like what the Rock did to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was getting to the point where I know he was doing uh i think he was doing like different he's start going to different dentists and stuff to make sure his teeth yep. was good, good before he went into hollywood i mean if you're gonna have to make an exit strategy man you're not gonna right. be able to keep doing this shit all your life unless you want to but I, it doesn't yeah. but it, the, the, the 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 it's on paper it's already on film you see what, ha- what happened to these cats when they kept doing it you yep. know you you work in some place good it's, it's good money but you ain't got no damn insurance. There ain't yep. no 401k. You're yep. getting your ass whooped all the time. You got no creative control. A motherfucker right. don't is out of tune with what's going on outside. It ain't a good look. It's going to sound like a place I would want to. If you refer me to this shit on LinkedIn, I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm making this some good amount of money. But at a certain point, this shit is going to be some bullshit. Oh, yeah. I, got I, no any, yeah I can let go of your ass at any given time, too. And, oh, right. yeah, the world going to know about it probably before your ass do. Right, <laughs> right. Ain't no, ret- ain't no retirement plan from oh. wrestling. You got, you got, you got, you have to do all of that, and then also make sure that you save your money. Make yeah. sure that you make good investments. Now, I know yeah. that that's a, that's a thing that people normally have to do, but you know, most people, most people that go to work, they got benefits. Right. They got, they, they got a, like you said, a four hundred one k or a pension. Right. Now, a lot of a lot of these wrestlers should have had pensions if they if they were still working in union jobs like Eddie Kingston they would be retired right now with yep. a pension yep. and you know I think honestly when you when when you when you look at people that leave wrestling and go into acting they're making probably the best business decision they can because yeah. now they're moving somewhere that is in a union right that does have benefits <laughs> that does have retirement. That, <laughs> Gives you residuals. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Um, and it's not to fault. It's not to fault the wrestlers. Right. But I will say that it sucks when the cats leave and do these things when Vince still got his hand in the pot. Yeah. When yep. Vince McMahon is executive producer of the Scorpion King <laughs> for no reason. Hold on. Hold on. We're about to prove that, people. Hold on. I got it. <laughs> This man is executive producer of of the Scorpion King for no reason other than The Rock being in the movie for five minutes. You right. The Rock ain't in that movie but five minutes. Wait a minute, y'all. Wait a minute. I can't. Damn, man. This is some. So The Rock in his earliest career. Yep. This is The Rock walking tall. Good movie, man. It wasn't bad. Who's the executive producer of that movie? Keith Samples and Vince McMahon. <laughs> Why? Why is Vince McMahon executive producer? Vince McMahon, what? Look at, there it is. There it is. Vince McMahon 
Why is he executive producer of a movie? He wasn't on set. He didn't he didn't give nobody no direction on the set. He didn't put no money into it. He didn't up, tell everybody. He didn't he didn't think about the the the, the worldwide distribution of the movie. No. He Fucked said, up. "Yo, my 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 employee who ain't really my employee is in the movie." But, so, so I but in the Rock's case, I find it funny that Karma's a bitch. That I find it funny. Oh, Karma's a bitch. Uh, he did all this shit beginning of the Rock, and I know the, the Rock probably I, he respected it because he's he was born in the business, and it you know it, the lifestyle that he had was actually provided by Vince because his dad was in pro right. wrestling. Yep. But I find it funny that a global pandemic basically derailed. A, a football franchise that was being successful and the, and then all of a sudden the motherfucker that you was executive producers for has brought fucking bought your shit. Ooh, wait. That's, now that's some karma. That's some karma that's some for your karma. ass, man. <laughs> I bet that's you. I bet you <laughs> right, right. I bet you in the back of rock mind, he was like, ha, ha, yeah, I got this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So, man, I mean, I think if, well, I mean, that's it's a good segue and a bad segue into um, a bunch of the releases that WWE. That's a good, that's a good back segue. <laughs> Damn. So, so we haven't been around to talk about this yet, but you know, Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, so uh, Buddy Murphy, Lana, Ruby Riot, and Santana Gary all got released randomly one day. Why Braun Strowman? I don't, that one, I was like, okay, what so? What in the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, that was, that was what everybody was saying. But word on the street, word on the street is that he was basically making too much money. Because what he did, what he did was when his last uh, uh, contract was about to be up, uh-huh. he negotiated, I think, I, I want to say it was like, I want to say it was it was a couple million like a couple million with with you know plus merchandising plus sure. like some other stuff so like yeah. a big time deal he basically negotiated a big time deal like waking way more than everybody else like okay way, like probably on a ledge like a maybe not even on the level of a legends deal but somewhat but, like a legends deal okay so the word on the street is that they cut him in order to free up uh like the free up some room, free up the bottom line, basically. And a lot of these things, so I, I actually pulled this up. Um, but, 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 was he making, making, but was he making the money? Like, like was there a return on the investment? I mean, it what, had to be. I, I don't know if, I don't know if he was making what he was okay, making. So his mer- okay, so Bob, his merch sales, oh man, this is just, it's, it's fucked up. His merch sales, everyone's merch sales have got to be on a on a uh, uh, on a on a downfall right now because of the pandemic, yep. they got to be on right. record lows. They have right. to. They have right. to be. Right. So I don't understand. Like he uh, he was still Strowman was a draw, man. He was just starting to fucking get going. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's the thing. He was a, he was a draw, but he renegotiated before Rona as well. Uh, His contract was up before Rona. Okay. So. You know, you t- like if 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 his if his merchandising was on the fall, if all of this they were about to go back on the road, yo, if he wasn't making that money back in Rona, 
they probably got rid of them just to free up some cap space. Now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility that they would like bring them back on with like a pay we don't cut know. Or yeah, once, we, once they start touring. And we and we don't know. We don't that's right. one thing, that's one thing that we need to kind of take in consideration, guys. Yeah. We sit here, we making all these speculations about and we really don't know shit. Triple A said yeah. that shit. We we don't. Yeah. We just right. this is our opinion. We don't right. know. We just now, yeah. What we do know <laughs> is that WWE is making a lot of moves uh-huh. in the corporate office, right? Okay. So yeah. not only did they release a bunch of wrestlers, but they released a bunch of uh uh positions like like in their digital division, okay. like a lot of basically a lot of redundancy that they had from WWE Network now that they have the Peacock deal. Sure. Um, they've also unfortunately. Yes, exactly. They also elected a few like big name people, or probably not big name people, but but uh uh uh, uh like influential business people, I will say, to their board of directors. Okay. So they got the Hawks, uh, the Atlanta Hawks CEO, okay, and uh, a former ESPN exec uh, on their board of directors now, and the um, WWE president and chief revenue officer Nick Khan. So Nick Khan is the guy that you know everybody's kind of talking about right now. Um, he's making a lot of moves. He was actually uh, talking to New Japan for okay. some reason that okay. you know about a partnership or. Allegedly, it might be just like so Daniel Bryan can work some dates over there or whatever. Right. But apparently this dude, Nick Khan, is making a lot of moves to, to like, you know, eliminate waste, to free up the bottom line, to do all of these things. Um, hearing all that, hearing all these moves that they're making in the front office and, and releasing people and all that, what you got on, uh, you know, what WWE is doing right now? Sell, sell, sell. Man, they trying to sell, man. I think they about they trying to sell somebody. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> you bringing in different investors and stuff like that, and you letting go top talent that that, that was probably borderline some seven figures. That's a sell. That, that maybe they trying to. I don't. Are they trying to lower the stock price so it can be bought at a certain number? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we've all speculated. If, this is speculation again. We all speculated if Vince is trying to find a way out. Right. Again, we thought the way out that he was going to have was going to be the XFL. And, and there's sure. no, still no question in my mind that if there was no pandemic, it would have been the XFL. Like, yep. we're in St. Louis. We Battle Hawks fans, Kakal, hashtag Kakal. But that, <laughs> but y'all, and, and again, we don't have an NFL franchise anymore, Stan Kroenke. Uh, but uh, the, the XFL was running like wildfire here it was right. crazy it was hot we yep. were selling we was damn they're selling out the dome like it was like an nfl game and then yep. rona brought his bitch ass up in here and shut that shit down so i <laughs> i think i think just this is just trying to find his his way out yep. and it's just funny that all of this shit that he's done in the past is coming back and it's to stop me but this is smart man if there's anybody that's a smart businessman that dude you know what he doing. So I ain't, I ain't going to say, oh, you should do this. You should do that. Well, my damn ass do not know. <laughs> yeah. I, and and I, re- I read somewhere, somebody actually brought up a good point, man. Like, for as crazy as things are, as trash as things are right now, you, we have to remember that Vince is a visionary. Yes. And not just a wrestling visionary, but just, like, the reason why he's able to get a billion dollars from NBC 
and Fox at the same time is because the man understands television. He understands TV. He understands pay-per-view. He knew when to get out of pay-per-view. Yep. Yep. Think about that for a second. He created, he had, he created the WWE network just in time before pay-per-view sales and all them shits was going away. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Vince at 75 years old, he might not, he might not be worried about booking a wrestling show. And he's basically like, look, y'all do whatever them writers tell you. I'm, I'm going to be over here because (laughs) he's over there making that break. He's over there still having the foresight to see, Basically, he's turning WWE into not a wrestling company, not a sports entertainment company, sure. but a content company. Yep. yep. There's 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 there, people are out here saying like, yo, they they kind of want to sell to Disney and be be like Marvel, right. be like Star Wars. Right. Like you, <laughs> like you go to <laughs> like you go to Disney World, and there's like a mankind Mick Foley roller coaster, dude. That's news here. I forgot that, that that's new. They're what you just said. They're doing that in Universal Studios. They're making. They're making. <laughs> I told you. I told you. So, Universal Studios is making a brand new park next to Island. Of, they're making. They're making a third park, a yeah, part yeah. of their resort, and the WWE Hall of Fame will be there. They're building a physical WWE Hall of Fame in Universal Studios. They're See? doing that. See? It's already been. People, I've listened to it, and I got this information from uh, uh, the uh, Keeping It One Hundred from one yeah. of the people who listen to Keeping It One Hundred Conan podcast. They are building the WWE Hall of Fame in Orlando. It's going yeah. to be. It's now longer going to be like this place we don't speak of. It's uh, going to be a physical place now, <laughs> and it's going to be at Universal Studios. It's yeah. crazy. See, there you go. And those that if if you if you really look at it, like that's the stuff that's on Vince's mind. He could give two shits less about what happens on Raw because you know what? A million people gonna watch anyway. This, this is what I'm afraid of. This is this is what I'm afraid of. It's it's and we again we touch on this all the time. Yep. Is the uh sustainability of yep. pro wrestling. Yep. WWE, I feel like <sighs> speculating. I feel like maybe a good chunk, let's say maybe 30% maybe mm-hmm. 30 close to 35 percent of its profits is from older material you know yep. it's 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 they're still living off of bruno san martino hulk hogan stone yep. cold the rock cena undertaker yeah, but they they haven't been replenished yet like granted yeah. you know the times have have changed but but one company several companies that don't have that issue and they're still a full sure the TV sales are down because the way content is being consumed now. Right. But you don't see NBA, NFL, right? MLB was borderline, but I guess they figured it out. And I know NHL had some issue, but let's say NBA, NFL, they're constantly bringing in new talent. You right. know, uh, UFC is learning that now. Yep, they're yep. bringing in new te- boxing has figured that out now. You, the, yep. the boxing is one of the best divisions that we've had in a while. You got Earl Spence, you got Terrence Crawford, you got Wilder and Fury that just had another press conference with a third fight. You got <laughs> Anthony Joshua, you got fucking Pacquiao fighting. They, they and there's right. other new stars that's coming up. WWE has to get the 
thing figured out with getting these brand new stars up to that mega star level. I think Cena, no, not Cena. I think Reigns has just hit his stride. But look yep. how long that took. You know what yep. I mean? If it takes that long for somebody to get to that point, right? You don't have a problem. And again, who is going to come back? Who 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 is the Yang to the to the Roman Reigns Yang? Who's his balance? I don't right. know yet. They're right. still trying to figure that out. Yeah. And they, 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 there's no excuse for them not to be good at that because that's what they've been doing. That's what right. they've been. They're, they're Vince's own is pro wrestling. They should know how to do that. And I right. just, to me, I always say they rode that John Cena train just a little bit too long. And I'm just no disrespect to Cena. He was, I mean, yep. that's what's bringing in people and that's what's selling. Yo, man, right. he he helped feeding everybody else. I get it, but I just feel like that just that that thing went too long. Until yep. they made somebody else. So that's my diatribe over there. My bad. <laughs> hey, no, you're good, man. I mean, honestly, you know, the, the fact that John Cena and Randy Orton never fought at WrestleMania tells you everything you need to know. We talking about, and, and they fought a million times. Yeah. Never in the but main event of WrestleMania. We talking Why? about the two, those, <laughs> those two guys are the markers of their era. Now, yeah. Randy, Randy Orton era is still going. And Randy, yep. you know, Randy probably going to be out here for a minute. Yep. But, those two, those were the two young cats at the time. That, that was the warrior Hogan at the time. Yep. Yep. That was the, the rock stone cold at the time. Right. And they never pulled the trigger on it because they wanted, I don't, I don't even know what they, what Vince wanted Cena to, to ultimately do. Right. But I don't know. I, you know what? I think, I think part of it was because at the time, I think Vince McMahon still really cared about, wwe and like making a star and because cena was the first top star in a long time that was just like i'm a company man since since austin yeah since since i mean even even austin went home yeah yeah even austin went home because he didn't want to fight brock lesnar with no build-up right you know what i'm saying right i like one of the things that i'm getting from watching all the dark side of the ring episodes and all the a and e biographies is that you know vince has had to deal Vince has his own ego, but he's had to deal with a lot of egos mm-hmm. over the years. He's had to deal with a lot of cats that was just like, once they hit a certain level, they was just like, my shit don't stink no more, nigga. I am that dude, and you gonna give me my... John Cena ain't do none of that. John Cena went to every event that he, that he was told. He did everything that he was told. Even when he was vocal about, yo, I need dance partners. He still went out there and did everything he was told. Right. And and now, you know, John Cena is in his what late 40s. Is John yeah. Cena 50? You know what I'm saying? He might in be, he 40s, might be getting close. Yeah. Uh only now, now that he's past that age of being like, you know, the top guy wrestler, only now that he's out here doing movies, doing TV shows, he surpassed rock. You know what I'm saying? Rock, he, he stayed around longer than Rock. John Cena reign has been like 15 years. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can only say that about who else? Bruno San Martino. Bruno San Martino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think, I think even with I think even with Reigns, when Reigns at the beginning of the Rona was just like, hey man, I'm sitting out. I mean, he's immunocompromised, Vince. He had leukemia. Like, right. no, he can't be out here in the global. Right, country. right. But right. I think that Vince was butthurt because Roman Reigns did that shit. Right. And if you look at it, that's that's why Cena was on top. That's why he didn't get a ball to nobody else or let 
somebody else had. I mean, even you talk about Edge. Edge got hurt. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see all of these other, like, Randy, for, for better or for worse, you know, Randy hurt. Orton would either be hurt or you know, Randy would be Randy and you would just right. be like, look, I'm going to smoke weed today and fuck you. <laughs> side note, side note, real quick story. Uh, so, I, so I read, I read recently that I, I can't remember who it was. Somebody else telling the story, but they were saying like, you remember when Randy Orton got popped, like he has like two wellness uh, violations. So basically if you ever get another wellness violation, they got to fire him. They, got, they have to fire him. Okay. They have to fire him. Right. Um, <laughs> So this person, another wrestler, basically said what they started doing was they would find out how many uh, 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 drug tests they would be given that year. And basically it was like, if you didn't uh, take a drug test, you had to pay a fine. And they would just be like, oh, oh for real, it's going to be it's gonna be uh, three random drug tests. Oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> All, right, all right, here you go. Here you go. Here it is. Just take it. And, and they just they just pay it at the beginning because <laughs> I'm gonna be smoking. <laughs> oh wait, wait! This is so apropos. This is so apropos. I'm trying to find this. <laughs> I miss my soundboard, man. I miss my fucking soundboard. <laughs> so Randy Orton said, "Just cash me outside. How about that?" Yep. yep. <laughs> Hold on, man. Where is this shit at? You're going to have to do an edit. You're going to have to do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Weed. You come on now. And then you come on TV. You come on national TV. Oh, Stephen A. You got to look out. Look out for what? <laughs> Weed. Weed. Really? Stay off the weed. Here you stay go. Off. Hey, ready? Stay off the weed. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> well, speaking of Randy, man, I think this is a, a very, very good segment or, or, or segue into you can't spell wrestling. Yes. STL. That's right, bro. We got some good news. And boy, we got some good news here. We got some great news here. We are going to be there. I was just down there not too long ago. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, wrestling at the chase. Now, if you ain't from St. Louis, if you ain't from St. Louis, you've, I, you've seen something on WWE talk about the St. Louis wrestling territory. Yep. Sam Munchnik was the promoter back in the day. Um, the St. Louis territory was actually influential in WWE, or, or sorry, of Vince McMahon buying WWF. There was right. a there was a po- podcast called Business Wars where they talked about the wars of WWF versus WCW. Well, apparently, the day that Vince McMahon scheduled the meeting with his father, 
to buy the WWF from him. Uh-huh. They were doing a TV taping at the Chase Park Plaza in St. Louis, Missouri, wrestling wow. at the Chase. Wow. So there could, I mean, there will probably eventually be a WWF and a WWE, but that happened here. Here. St. Louis. <laughs> yes, it did. Which which makes sense, man. They come they come back to St. Louis all the time. Yeah. And that's why. That's why it's very instrumental. But wrestling at the chase is coming back. So the NWA, run by Billy Corrigan, frontman of Smashing Pumpkins, is bringing it back to the Chase Park Plaza for the first time in 37 years. So uh they're basically going to be doing two pay-per-views. So they're going to be doing uh just one normal NWA pay-per-view. Yep. They're also going to be doing an all-women's pay-per-view yep. booked by Mickey James. That's dope. That's dope. And then two other television tapings for NWA Power. Yep. Uh, four days in a row, all at the Chase Park Plaza in St. Louis, Missouri, man. What you got on wrestling at the Chase coming back? Marty Bell might be here, dog. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. There's a She's at least going to be at the all-women's pay-per-view, like flat out. Marty Bell is going to be at the Central West End. <laughs> Drunken Fish. Uh, what else is down there? Uh, what, what, what else do other? Uh, there's a new restaurant across the street. Oh, wow. Well, we talking about, oh, oh, my bad. I'm talking about me. Oh, no, I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be good, man. I'm happy NWA decided to go ahead and come back into St. Louis and uh, do the same, man. NWA has uh, lots of history down there, man. Uh, yes. Yeah, Rick Flair pretty much ran fucking St. Louis when yep. he was NWA champion. Man, it's good to see and and shout out to them for pulling the trigger on it. And shout out to St. Louis that accepted it. Like, I'm Hell yeah, they even did it. Uh, yeah. but, I mean, it's just it, there's so much history in pro wrestling in this city, man. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Yep. I think we talked about like everything that's happened. I don't think we finished up with you can't spell wrestling STL seven, but there's so many different. Historical We're not. <laughs> things that happened happen here. Sting's debut, Kane's yep. debut, Rock winning WWE Championship, the Hell in a Cell debut. Yep. What, uh, what else? Uh, uh, I'm just naming stuff that I can remember, but we not talking about what happened, you know, years, years ago. Dude, yeah. it, it's, it's going to be phenomenal, man. I can't wait to see it. You know, you know what? So there was actually, uh, if you go back and watch, the original Bad Blood that was the, the first Hell in a Cell match that took place here. I forget about this all the time, but they actually did a presentation of like basically it was an NWA presentation where they like honored a bunch of cats that were affiliated with WWF at the time, but like really had a stronghold here in St. Louis. They did a, it was like Terry Terry Funk was there, Dory yep. Funk was there. Um, I can't remember who else, but it was a bunch of cats. Like basically they like in the middle of the show, just like, yo, hey, St. Louis, welcome back. You know, welcome all these cats back because they, they were instrumental in wrestling you know, with what, the chase, man. One day we need to do on a segment is kind of when when NWA and everything was at its heyday, yep. like how much the economy flourished of when NWA was here and what businesses were established because they had to be. Like, I'm yeah. talking, maybe they're gone now, but what bars and stuff and you know, establishments that were, were open because fans flocked down to, to the chase and around that area yeah. to hang out, you know? Well, I, so, I, yeah. So uh, NWA was, uh, like, well, Wrestling at the Chase, the name of the TV show, 
was the number two rated show on KPR TV channel 11. Okay. Right behind Cardinals baseball. So that shows you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cass was watching the card, well, the baseball card, because the we did have football Cardinals back then. Right. The baseball Cardinals and wrestling at the chase. So, I mean, you see just from that, that shows you how instrumental uh, the chase was. And we're talking about the Central West End, like Central West End ain't always been that nice. You right. know what I'm saying? There was there was a time in history where the Central West End was like it it was it was it wasn't a trap per se. Right. It was like the real artsy, you know, like you know, like cats wasn't paying no rent, and they wasn't cleaning up shit. Like it was that type of place. Right. So, right. you know what I'm saying? Like wrestling at the chase bridged that gap and you know brought a lot of people down there. So I bet I, I'm willing to bet that there was a lot of establishments down there, or really a lot of people. Hold up, we gonna take a step back. Voltron, right? Voltron, nigga. Right. Voltron <laughs> started in St. Louis, dog. Come on, man. Damn, we ain't talk about rest. We talk about Voltron, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. 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 <laughs> All that. So you probably you go you go watch Voltron. And Ric Flair versus Dick the Bruiser and the Cardinals baseball all on the same channel because of what we had going on at uh, STL. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. It's good to have him back. We will be in attendance. Hopefully. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so not only that. So uh, and, and that's coming in in August, actually. So in November. AEW will also be doing a yeah. shows here as well. So uh, before the Rona, we bought like. 15 AEW tickets <laughs> <laughs> to go to their show. Yep. Of course, it got rescheduled, but it got the, the first show got rescheduled for November 5th, which is a Friday. Okay. And that is I that's either going to be a, a dynamite, like the go home show for dynamite, or it's going to be their new show, Rampage, which is going to okay. come on Friday nights. Okay. And then on Saturday is their next pay-per-view. A well, is it their next pay per view? I can't remember. Uh, I think it is, but it's going to be their pay per view, AEW Full Gear. Okay, so that November 5th, November 6th are both of those events. So, we, a, you know, it's only a matter of time. WWE is going to KC like, yep. you know, early on in their, in their road trip, but I'm pretty sure WWE is going to have a show in the middle of that. But man, tell me, tell me what you think about live wrestling coming back to the crib. It's about damn time. <laughs> no, happy for it, man. Uh, showing the sign, signs of life getting better. Uh, we got vaccinations rolling out. Uh, it's, 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 you know, if you if you took the right precautions and everything, it's it's time. Um, uh, I can't even remember the last show we damn near went to. Like, was our last show WrestleMania? <laughs> it might have been. It might have yeah. been. <laughs> it might have been WrestleMania. I think that last show. I was, think it was WrestleMania. Was it WrestleMania? That was WrestleMania two years ago because we skipped New York. What was before New York? Was it New Orleans? That was New Orleans, yeah. God damn. That was probably our last show. That was probably, yeah. <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, we're excited for it to come back, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be, don't be surprised if you see us at all the shows because yeah. <laughs> when you put it like that, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we got the, then we got some high profile stuff coming back, like the NWA thing. I've heard st- my pops and grandparents told me about wrestling at the chase yep. and what it was. I want to experience that just to see. I got a wrestling at the chase shirt 
I'm ready to buy other different colors. I'm gonna be down there. You gonna see this? This it's gonna be the rated R guy. You know how y'all got sign guy <laughs> and, and, and the Brock Lesnar dude. I'm gonna be the STL nigga. That's who y'all gonna refer me. Oh, they're gonna STL. <laughs> oh, they're gonna STL nigga. <laughs> Hey, you should just wear a, a black shirt with a no, you should wear a white shirt with a black N on it. Just a big old black oh, N. Oh, or just get a, a screenshot of the Booker T and Stevie Ray. It's just yep. serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I might do that. I we, might we get... probably should do that. <laughs> <laughs> just get that on a shirt. <laughs> and we walk around like nutty y'all done. You said if you, you better, want. You better not. You better not. <laughs> You you better not. You better not say it. I think that might be another shirt idea. You better not say it. <laughs> and then on the back, hashtag WCFYK. Yep. <laughs> you better not say it. Well, uh oh. It's about that time. Yes, it is about that time. I've been waiting it's for this. About, it's about that time. Rated R, tell them about the awards that we give out on this here program. Boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. So if you haven't been living under a rock, or if you're a new listener, welcome to the jungle. We give out an illustrious, illustrious award. It was originally called the You Fucked Up, You Know Your Ass Is Doomed Award. You know how you get said award? It's really quite simple. If you're in a realm of professional wrestling and you do some dumb shit, we the motherfuckers tell you about yourself that we give you an award. So uh, during the pandemic, we decided <laughs> to rename this award because we've given this man this award before. But he's, at that particular time, he was just doing countless shit. Countless and countless of just egregious things. But the biggest corporate of the most egregious thing that I think he's done is that during the middle of a global pandemic in Albuquerque, New Mexico, John Jones decides to get into his car and drive drunk during the quarantine. What are you doing out, Mr. John Jones? You're supposed to be at the crib. Why Everybody at the crib. So we just, you know, at that particular time, John Jones just had just a string of just all kinds of stuff he was just running into. And we all know. We have to, we coming for you, Fat Cast, respect and honor. We like John Jones. We just Absolutely. do this motherfucking entertainment shock value. John Jones, don't get mad. It's funny. You know you did some fucked up shit. That's why we renamed the award called the John Jones's Freedom Memorial Award. Because <laughs> John Jones didn't want his freedom. So that's when we changed the name of the You Fucked Up, You Know Your Ass to Do Award to the John Jones Freedom Memorial Award. Oh, by the way, guys. Keep, keep listening to the We Coming For You cast because if you thought that I was about to say something else, something else, we do have that. The John Jones Memorial Freedom Battle Royal. We give yep. out the award, we give out the most egregious <laughs> but uh, John Jones Memorial Freedom Award at the end of the year. We talk about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of all of them, uh, oh, before I get there, so we have a secondary award. We have a secondary award. Uh, you guys know Adrian Broner. Yeah, the boxer Adrian Broner. Yeah, yeah that dude. Dude, that dude. Dude, dude can fight. Dude can fight. But uh, it came yeah. to a time where he said... <laughs> <laughs> he, he, Broner, he, he said... He can beat my ass. He can beat my ass. But can he, but can he box? He said, he said that. He, yeah. said, oh, he said that. I can't do this shit. Uh, but 
he decided to, to, to go on a press conference with Manny Pacquiao. And uh, this, this is when, you know, he's about to fight Manny Pacquiao. And uh, he basically said this verbatim because he's about to get paid, you know, over $100 million if he got past Pacquiao. He said, and I quote, you motherfuckers think I'm, your motherfuckers must be crazy. You think I'm about to lose to Manny Pacquiao. I'm about to beat this motherfucking ass on God do. And I don't know who them is. So, so when you in the realm of professional wrestling and you do some shit that you say you go do, but it didn't happen that way, you get the on God and them award. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And by the way, if you happen to be a, a two-time offender or you happen to do something that gives you access to all of these awards, we give you the Nate Robinson Award of egregiousness. <laughs> you win all the awards. <laughs> so, first off, because we got somebody for the actual award, but rated R. I got said it for the show. I said it foreshadowing. I get the award this he week. Gets I get the one award. of them. He I get one the, of the awards. I'm handing him the award this week. People. You want to know why RVS is getting the award this week, people? Tell, tell, tell I, them why I'm getting the award. This is why, people. So I've lived in St. Louis for a very long time, along with my per- I've known this man since third grade, okay? <laughs> so we're practically damn near brothers. He stayed right around the corner from me. We played basketball and shit. I only got into one argument with this dude, and we were friends <laughs> the very next, within hours. Within hours after a bus ride. <laughs> we ain't had no difficulty ever since. Bruh, so... <laughs> I'm driving around St. Louis. You know, I, I'll go to this establishment. It's called Soul Taco. Soul Taco is in the Del Mar Loop, and I saw one in Chesterfield. And, you know, I have, I was going to an, a, a store where I didn't fucking know that I sold taco, and I never had it. You know, I never had it. You know, I never had Soul Taco, people. Don't take my St. Louis car, you motherfuckers in Chicago, because I know y'all got one, too. Don't take my fucking car. I never had Soul Taco before. Excuse the fuck out of me. And all, it's time for another one of these second version of a rated R rant. <laughs> you motherfuckers has been on Facebook talking about, oh, you late, you late. And I know one of them is a friend of mine. I'm just joking when I say this. So what? I'm late. I never had it. Who gives a damn? I want to that never had Soul Taco. Read the comments of other motherfuckers too that didn't have Soul Taco. I'm pissed off. People are pissed off at you. I'm pissed off at RBS because you motherfuckers didn't tell me how good the goddamn tacos was. Y'all sitting around now, you, especially you motherfuckers. I, yeah, yeah, I'm getting into the shit. You motherfuckers has been in my house. You've been in my house. You, I didn't have fight parties, WrestleMania parties. We didn't have all these goddamn parties. We'd have been down to the loop. We'd have been all over the motherfucking place. And all you motherfuckers, then we, we, we late, late. We eat late all the time. Now, man, none of you niggas have said nothing about no goddamn soul taco. And then all of a sudden, I want to talk about some goddamn soul taco. Oh, yeah, that shit fine. Nigga, since when? You ain't never gave me none. How am I supposed to know that shit is fine? So that's why he's getting the award. Because Soul Taco been in the city longer than I have, and I ain't never had no motherfucking Soul Taco. Do yourself a favor and get you some Soul Taco. There ain't no sponsors in me, but that shit is delicious. <laughs> hey, so I hope you know that I'm going to literally cut that up. <laughs> to Soul Taco so they could give us a sponsorship. <laughs> hey, I and everything else. Oh no, I'm gonna cut it up. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like, let me tell you something. I, I like Soul Taco is delicious. <laughs> it's gonna be jumping around and shit. Look, I'm sitting at the Soul Taco. <laughs> oh, shit. 
people for June for two. If you're in St. Louis for Juneteenth, RBS hit me up. Go Space Killer. Yes, we performing live at Soul Taco. Go there, be there, eat some tacos, and enjoy yourself for Juneteenth, dog. So yeah, it's it's actually well, this might actually air after that, but it's gonna be a festival. It's their ten year anniversary. They're gonna be kicking it all throughout see, the world. This, this shit been there for ten. You know what I'm saying it's been there for ten years. Ten dude, we didn't. How many WrestleManias we didn't win to? You know, in you. I'm blaming Mill Ticket, you too. Who else? Well, Dougie Flash? Now, to be fair, to be oh. fair, half of that time I lived in Columbia. And you live in Kansas City. I don't care. I don't No, it's time for a third installment. It's time. Goddamn shit. It's time for a third installment, people, of Rated R Rants. This is a three time loser here. I've been in St. Louis longer than back in St. Louis longer than I, I was in Kansas City for four years. I've been back here since I've been back here since 2016, right? Since 2016. You ain't tell me about no goddamn soul taco. <laughs> hey man, you were never around when the food truck pulled up. So what was I gonna do? Goddamn taco. <laughs> motherfucking taco is so damn good. I've been this. I say, what the hell is this? <laughs> Get some soul taco, y'all. <laughs> and and if you see rated R on the streets, make sure he got some soul taco in his hand. Like, give yes. him, give him some soul taco when you see him. Yes, yes, soul taco. <laughs> and so, like this, like South Korea, soul like Korea, soul yeah. taco. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Korea, shout out to the uh, the dark side of the ring about the show they did in North Korea. Okay, hey man, that's number one. That show's crazy. The the right. whole thing's crazy. Number two, shout out to Two Cold Scorpio for uh, uh uh like basically about to kill Hawk from uh from Legion of Doom because uh he said Hawk called him a nigga. Oh. First of all, he whooped. First of all, he whooped Hawk's ass. So much so, so much so that Scott Norton was like, "Man, man, but but Hawk, Hawk was on medication that day. Man, if, if Hawk if Hawk wouldn't no no medication, man, he wouldn't he he would have beat Scorpio's ass. That's how you know. That's how you know. That's how you know he got his ass well because his boys start making excuses. <laughs> but apparently, Hawk sucker punched Tuko Scorpio. Tuko Scorpio went back to his hotel room in North Korea. Uh, no." He went back to his hotel room in North Korea and start making a shank and was gone. And he was like, oh, I'm a shank this nigga. And in, the most, and in the most ironic twist of everything, Chris Benoit talked him out of killing him. Yeah, so there's that. But before we get out of here, <laughs> before we get out of here, we actually do have somebody who gets the Nate Robinson Award of egregiousness. Is it Jake Paul? Logan Paul? No, no. <laughs> but but shout out to Logan Paul for getting a bag and, and getting knocked out by Floyd and Floyd holding him up so they can keep yeah, getting yeah, the bag. Brother, uh, his brother, uh, good luck with that Woodley stuff, man. Yeah, I, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Jake Paul, Jake Paul should, you know what? Jake Paul get the On Goddamn Award because he ain't, he ain't even fought, he ain't even fought Woodley yet, but he called out Canelo. Did you hear that? No, I haven't heard that shit. He yeah, called Jake, out Canelo. Jake Paul called out Canelo. That bud smoking that good shit. <laughs> they <laughs> stay, stay off, off the, the weed. weed. <laughs> 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 
but <laughs> the person that gets the Nate Robinson Award of egregiousness is no other than WW, oh, wait, sorry, WCW superstar Marcus Buff Bagwell. Buff, Buff, I'm the stuff, and the girls can't get enough Bagwell, his ass? Him. Buff Bagwell. Okay, okay Buff Bagwell, you, you know, what, what you do now, man? What you do this time, man? <laughs> what you do this time, man? Do your research on Buff Bagwell to know what he did back in the 90s. I'm just going to leave it as that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, Buff it Bagwell. Ain't, it ain't bad. I'm just saying. That's, it, it's crazy. The entertainment he was in. Inter- look up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The entertainment. The entertainment. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not, it's not bad. It's just, it, that's what you want to do. You made money off of it. <laughs> just don't look it up at work. Anyway. No, don't look it up at work. <laughs> uh, so Buff Bagwell got arrested for accused of hit and run and lying to the police. So ex-pro wrestling superstar Buff Bagwell, a staple of WCW for a decade, was arrested over the weekend in Georgia for an alleged hit-and-run accident. TMZ Sports obtained the booking report for the 51-year-old real name Marcus Alexander Bagwell, showing he was arrested around 1.25 p.m. in the middle of the afternoon on May 22nd in Cobb County on a variety of alleged misdemeanor <laughs> violations. The report shows Bagwell is facing five counts in total, including hit-and-run. Okay. Giving false information to law enforcement. <laughs> Open container. Wait, wait, wait. But back when I heard lying to the police. <laughs> yeah, I heard lying to the police. Now, number one, it might be because he don't look like Buff Bagwell no more. He just right, looks right. like a white man. Right. Now, so <laughs> he might have told him his name is oh. Earl Jones or something. And he was like, man, you Buff Bagwell. What you talking about? <laughs> Shut your ass up. We know what the fuck you is. <laughs> <laughs> But he also had an open container. Oh, he was following that. cars too closely. Oh, and that. his license to be carried and uh and exhibited on demand. So he did he didn't he didn't immediately present his license because he said his name was Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and they looked at his license and it was like, Mother Marcus Bagwell. Buff Bagwell, you ain't no Earl Jones. <laughs> you mean like they put like the, the they put your mama up in the cage above the ring? Marcus Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not all. That's not all. That's not the only reason why he gets the Nate Robinson award. Of what did he do? Damn, what else he do? So he got, did an I got, you know I gotta do the Buff Bagwell strip, man. Go, go, go ahead. I, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> so not only did he get arrested but when asked about his arrest in an interview he said there's only two people that know the truth and guess who those two people are god and buff bagwell hey man this but hey <laughs> but here's the thing here it is he said so if you want to hear the truth about the incident on may that happened on may 22nd Come down to Big D's Flea Market and I'll be there from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Where can they find you at? I'm done. You certainly, you certainly cannot find me at Big D's Flea Market 
but you but you can find me at franchise 06 on all social media platforms as f-r-a-n-c-h-i-c-e-0-6 get the blacks up i'll just go off just go off just go off. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna talk about the rest of big d flea market <laughs> From 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Apparently, apparently it was a long story because he gonna be there from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Talk about why he got arrested. Talk about the truth. At Big D's flea market. At Big D's flea market. <laughs> that sounds like some repugnant shit. <laughs> now you know, now you know they still sell bootleg Blu-rays at Big D's flea market. They sell they sell the Blu-rays that somebody. They got some, they got them incense. They got here. I got some. Hold on. <laughs> you got the big D's flea market incense. You know, you know, if you go, y'all about to laugh. And I know you about to lose your fucking mind off of this shit. You know, know, if you go, you've you been, you had a flea market and you had a good quality flea market when they got incense and this is the name of it. That means you know, you had a good quality motherfucking flea market. If this shit ain't there. This Jesus is it? Oh, dude. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm pretty sure I'm willing to bet money that Big D's flea market sells bootleg Erica Badu vagina incense. We don't know who it actually belongs to, but it ain't Erica Badu. <laughs> so I wish I would have. Well, no, I don't because I would have been locked up by the federal government. And I don't want to, yeah, I'm not committing, I'm not taking PTO to quit treason. But you know, it's some <laughs> motherfucker at the flea market now that's jailbreaking them goddamn fire sticks. <laughs> you know, you, and, and that motherfucker might be making a lick in that bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're big D's flea, but you can get you a fire stick, a bootleg, Erica Badu, uh, uh, Cha Cha, uh, <laughs> Incense, and her story. Heard the truth about Buff Bagwell. And what happened to Buff Bagwell? Damn. Man, we gotta, are. We Where can get, they find you at, man? <laughs> we ought to get a wrestler on here and talk about some black shit. Like, you know who you know who records on Tuesdays like we do? Uh, Stevie Ray is on Instagram. You know, Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, and he'd only be like 10 or 15 people there. We need to just get him on the show. <laughs> say, say, hey, we might as well. <laughs> we might as well just get him in and just record, just record yeah. whatever we say to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. We should probably yeah. we should go do that. We should do that. Yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, y'all can find me on all social. You can't find me at Big D's. <laughs> but you can find me on all social media platforms at <laughs> R the number eight T D underscore R. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the uh, I'm black y'all segment, we're gonna leave y'all with a quote from Nyla Rose. Uh so she wanted to give some props to her boss, Tony Khan, right? So okay. she did that on Twitter. So she says, you know, Tony Khan has undoubtedly changed the game, changed the landscape of pro wrestling. But I think we don't talk enough about how Tony brother Shao Khan has changed things in the outworld and improved the Mortal Kombat tournament. <laughs> Live viewing is up 600% and overall bloodshed is through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> We out of here. Peace. <laughs>
his brother Shao Kahn. <laughs> you will never win. Look at that. <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> you want it? You got it. You want me to get crazy? I'll get crazy. Sitting here apologizing. For what? Because I gotta fight three guys? Three guys trying to kill me? I'm a gang member, baby. Remember that?